Shelly Martin Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Jelly Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Canada Post. I'm your host, Rod Jans. On the Jelly Marketing Podcast, we ask global industry leaders from world-class brands to share their best practices, innovations, and more to help you move your agency, business, or organization ahead. Our guest is Jody King. Jody is the Social Media Coordinator at Jelly Digital Marketing and PR. Stay tuned to the end of the interview where we find out what Jody likes to spread on her toast. Episode 29, here we go. Hi, Jody. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Rod. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Jody is the social media coordinator at Jelly Marketing, and it's always fun when we have people from Jelly Marketing on the show. And so, yeah, it is their podcast after all. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of, there's lots of great staff working there. And, and Jody is one of them. And, um, Jody, were you at the recent CIMC conference in Squamish? Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was at CIMC in, in Squamish this year and it was, Oh, it was so much fun. Such a great, great group of speakers. Were you there? To, you, you were there too, weren't you, Rod? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. If people want yeah, to check it out, right. they can yeah. check out my work. We did a mashup, <laughs> a podcast that's mashup right. where we that's grabbed right. everybody as they came off stage. And so, yeah, those are always lots of fun and ask them for one tip or something that they'd like us to remember after the event. So yeah, it was good. Oh, super cool. In a moment, I'd like to talk to you about your specialty. Um, but just before we go there, let's just get a little bit of background information. You're, you're working out in the Fraser Valley. Uh, for people that don't know, that's kind of the, the valley is kind of the outskirts of, of Vancouver, but there's a lot of people living out there and <laughs> kind of the burbs, yep. right? <laughs> do, do you live out in the burbs too? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit in the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I live in, I live in Langley, BC. I actually born, born and raised in Langley. So, um, okay. yeah, a funny, funny fact. Um, Jelly's current head office is here in Fort Langley. And my first job when I was 13 was actually in a heritage house right next door to Jelly's current office. So oh. I am very, very comfortable in this community, feel very much at home. Yeah. How cool is that? That's neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When did you first become interested in marketing? Well, you know, um, I've actually grown up surrounded by small business owners and entrepreneurs. So my parents own um, a little antique store in Fort Langley here called Country Lane Antiques. My twin brother and his wife also own a store here called Rample Mercantile and so on and so on. All of my siblings seem to have naturally gravitated towards small business and entrepreneurship. So um, communications was always something that our family... Um, you know, really valued and, and marketing was kind of just a natural skill set that you developed through osmosis just through dinnertime conversation. So yeah, it's something that I've, I've always been interested in and part of, um, whether or not I was aware of it while I was growing up or not. What were you doing before you came to jelly marketing? <laughs> Oddly enough, I, um, uh, my previous profession, I used to be a kindergarten teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it seems. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For a lot of people, that seems like a pretty big leap. Um, but there actually are a ton of transferable skill sets. Uh, like, you know, you, you need to be a strong communicator. You need to be organized. Uh, you need to have a, a certain sense of curiosity and creativity to be a kindergarten teacher. And, and those really apply to social media as well. Um, and, you know, 
like to level with you, you need to be able to sell a concept. Because I tell you, when you are in a classroom of 30 children who are four and five years old, you need to really be able to sell them on an idea to get them motivated to do the next task. So, so yeah. Communications is involved in everything we do, isn't it? It's important. It's in everything so, that we yeah, do. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what changed? Like, where? tell us a little bit about that story. I'm curious. <laughs> like, how did, did you wake up one day and go, ah, I'm a, I'm a marketer. I'm going to, I want to do communications. What, uh, what you know, everything, everything is a little bit of a process, right? But, yeah. you know, I, I really, really valued my time as a teacher. I, it was tremendous. And, and watching students grow and change and develop, is, I mean, it's really hard to beat that. However, in the back of my mind, the whole time that I was engaged in teaching, I kind of had this question mark, you know, is, is this, is this the right career path long term for me? Or is this, um, just, just a, a pit stop along the way? And I finally decided to just, just make a leap of faith and, and give, give it a go and, and see what I could make of, of a new career. So I transitioned out of teaching and just took a job as a junior administrative assistant, just something low key. Um, but it gave me the opportunity to go back to school, um, to learn a little bit more about digital marketing, to, um, to, to get to know different people in the industry, in the field and figure out that, yeah, actually marketing is, is the profession that really gets my heart racing. It gets me pumped in the morning. And I, I'm, I, I don't have that question mark kind of in my mind anymore. I know that this is something I really want to do long term. Well, good for you for making that switch. I mean, I think some people, they get into a profession and you, know, you go through all that training and yeah. you, you, you get it, you actually get a job in the industry. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, yeah. I guess I'm, I guess I'm here forever, even though, yeah. even though they might be feeling maybe called for a lack of a better term somewhere else. But you, you made that leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, <laughs> it's scary, <laughs> but I 100% worth it. And you know, if, if you have the capacity to do that, because sometimes there are circumstances that can prevent people from being able to make that switch. But you know, if you do have the capacity to, to make the leap, then I strongly recommend it from certainly from this side of the coin, you know, from this side of the, of the leap. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, regarding the switch, what was mm-hmm. the biggest thing? Like what was the most difficult part of doing that for you? Um, to, honestly, uh, while I recognized that there were transferable skills between teaching and marketing, what I didn't recognize right away was that there was also a skills gap. Um, there were things that I didn't know. And in fact, things that I didn't know that I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I, I had no, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I wasn't aware of the missing pieces. And so the most difficult part of the journey, I would say, was um, figuring out how to identify what it was that I needed to work on and how I was going to execute. So um, part part of that process, I was really fortunate enough to have a friend in my life who found out that I wanted to switch professions. And so um, his name is Adam. So Adam worked really hard to introduce me to some of the connections that he had in the industry, which was just kind of him. And through those connections, I was able to have coffee and conversations with people who were also generous enough to share their um, their industry insights and let me know, hey, you know, you might want to consider taking a course in, um, you know, uh, you know, some marketing 101 just to fill in some of the gaps. And you might want to consider taking even just, you know, Hootsuite courses, free courses online to get um, some extra skills behind me. Yeah, what great advice. That was uh, a, a great, those were some great steps for you to take 
Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of times people think, oh, I could do this, or maybe they have some natural ability at, ability at it. But uh, to become really good, it, it helps to get, get a little bit of training and figure out. I, I love how you say you didn't know what you didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny how you, exactly. You know, you, you think you've got like a natural aptitude and you do. You know, I, I did have an aptitude, a, a curiosity and interest. Um, but man, I didn't, I wasn't aware of all the things that I didn't actually know how to do yet. So it was a learning curve. So complete the story for us. You were teaching and then you f- felt like uh, you, you kind of had this niggling thought that you might like to do something else and you got a, you quit, got a job as a, was it an office administrator? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I landed a gig as a junior administrative assistant, which was <laughs> bizarre, you know, um, to be like in my 30s and become a junior at something. But hey, <laughs> it's part of the journey. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, little bit um, humbling, but you did. You yeah. Did yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> and, and a good experience, actually. The yeah. company that I worked for, they ended up needing a little bit of extra support in their social media. And so what happened was I... I naturally kind of transitioned into be a supportive role for social thinking to myself as so many people do, Oh, it's social media. Like I, I know social media. I know how to use Facebook. I know how to use Twitter. But what I didn't know then was that there is a whole other side to it beyond just um, casual use um, beyond personal use. There's the professional side to social media. That's actually quite in depth. Um, so the, the company that I was working for then uh, sent me to just a, a um, an online course, basically. They sent me through a course that helped me recognize, first of all, okay, wow, there's more to social media than I ever thought. And it also helped me recognize my passion. That was, that was a pivotal point for me for sure because it gave me the opportunity to see um, what the professional career side of social media really looked like. Mm-hmm. And from that job, what happened next? Um, actually, from that job, I... I, I, I spent a few years there and I was able to transition from there actually here to Jelly. So, um, but in between, I had opportunities to volunteer at events, to attend different events. I immersed myself in webinars and podcasts and, and also, uh, went back to BCIT actually. So yeah, I've had quite, quite a journey from that point to this point. Neat. Just a random question. What do you think was, for, in terms of online courses, what what was one of the better ones that you took along the way? Oh yeah, um, HubSpot has an inbound marketing course. Let me see if I can. Yeah. It's called so HubSpot Academy Inbound Marketing Certification. Yeah, that course uh, was one of my better courses. I would say it, it was really in depth and it was um, really well done. They yeah. just did an excellent job. Of putting that course together. Yeah, that's good. I would I would encourage people to take that as well. I I this year I became HubSpot certified also. So <laughs> good for you. Yeah. yeah, the courses are they're so well done. They're interactive. Yeah. They're fun. They're creative, and they're um, easy to digest. I think some of the courses out there are, I think, intentionally um, a little bit trickier because they want they you know they want to make sure you're really paying attention. Um, which is not to say that you're not in HubSpot, but HubSpot does a really good job of making it accessible, whereas sometimes different courses put barriers in the way. So I really enjoyed it. I'm glad to hear you got certified. Yeah, right on. And tell us a little bit more about your role at Jelly Marketing. What are you doing? So uh, at Jelly Digital Marketing, I am the social media coordinator, one of uh, part of a team. 
So yeah, I get to, I get to work with clients on their, on their social media um, portfolios and, and help them achieve success online. This episode of the Jelly Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Canada Post. How do we decide where to buy coffee in the morning? What we read on the way to work? How we stay in touch? What motivates everyday consumer behavior is something marketers are always eager to learn. But habits and preferences are changing faster than ever due to a rapidly evolving marketplace. That's why Canada Post is evolving too. Innovating to meet today's marketing challenges in ways that take advantage of their unique capability to meet customer needs. For example, recent neuroscience research has found that in our highly connected digital world, physical media have a greater ability to get noticed and make an impact. Studies have shown that as part of our coming home ritual, mail carries positive associations that make us more open to its messaging. That direct mail is 21% easier to understand than digital media, produces 70% higher brand recall, and creates 20% higher motivation response, indicating a stronger propensity to drive action. These findings confirm what many marketers have always known. Direct mail works. Get started now. Put the science of activation to work for your brand with Smart Mail Marketing. So you're involved in social media. And like you said, lots of people think that, oh, I, I'm a social media user. Um, but there is a professional yeah. way to, to use social, to use social and to use it as a, as, as an effective marketing tool. You basically want to help to create leads for your salespeople and that sort of thing. Do you have any tips or advice for us? What's something that's, um, that's really worked well for you lately? What I have noticed. And I mean, you will hear this advice maybe, maybe in more places than just today's podcast, but consistency makes such a huge difference. I find that, um, that the, the clients that I've worked with, the, the more consistent I can make their post times, the more consistent I can make their voice, the more consistent we can make, um, their graphic and imagery, the more consistent the whole, their whole social, um, campaign feels the more people seem to really, really engage. So consistency, I, I would say, is key. Yeah, and then in terms of being a social media professional, I would, I, my tip would be, you know, stay curious. Stay curious and, and consider your social media campaigns like a, um, like a well-informed scientific hypothesis. You're trying something, um, but, you, but you're willing to flex if you're noticing that there needs to be a little bit of change. And, um, yeah, and you're applying, you know, the latest and greatest updates that come out on social profiles, which of course happen what feels like daily now, you know, platforms continue to change. So, so staying curious and, and applying different techniques is, is a great way to, to keep your social fresh. That's great. I have a quick personal story. I have a brand that I just a personal brand that I'm developing and mm -hmm. I got an Instagram account going for it and I was consistently for you know, a few months, uh, adding new posts and I was getting new, like uh, probably about a hundred new followers a month. Wow. And the last, you know, the last month or so I stopped doing that. And 
I'm, I've just been staying the same. I haven't gained any new followers. Yeah. So I was yeah. really consistent, like posting two or three times a day to Instagram. Yeah. And it was a lot of work. I mean, it was a lot of work. It's hard to be consistent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I think that sometimes, you know, I have friends and family members even who are like, Oh, you're a social media professional. You just surf the net all, all day. Well, no, actually, you know, it is, it is a lot of hard work to stay consistent and to make sure that your message is on point and your pictures look good and, and all that, that stuff. It does take, it does take time. So it's, but you're, you're absolutely right. Consistency is, is critical. Yeah. I think the other thing too, sorry, while I'm thinking about it, you know, you're talking about your, your personal page and, and, and business pages and things like that. I think sometimes people over overlook the ability to just dig a little, like just scratch the surface of their analytics. Like it doesn't take too much digging to figure out when your audience is um, most likely to be online. For example, you know that's that's a quick peek inside your Facebook analytics and insights, and and then all of a sudden you start to be consistent about posting at the time when your audience is most likely to be online and see it. Yeah, another good tip. It's so true, isn't it? You just take a look, uh, just a brief look at your analytics. You can learn so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the things that you look for? So you mentioned time when people are looking uh, at your account. What other things would you look at in terms of analytics? Um, I would look at who is m- most engaged in your account. Is it is it women? Is it men? Um, you know, demog- um, I would also consider geographics. Where are they coming from? And, and is there any way that you can play off location to kind of help build relationships, right? So if you notice that you've got an audience that is primarily from Vancouver, it doesn't matter where you're based out of, start, start figuring out different elements about Vancouver and a city and things that make people tick out there and, and then start, um, start using that in your communications because you're really, you'll really hit home with your audience. Do you have a story? I mean, you don't have to mention the client, but do you have a story from a client where you've had some really uh, great, great success? Yeah, recently uh, we had. I, I'm a, I really love this this story. Um, I right now we're working on the case study, uh, so we don't have all the details yet. But we had the opportunity to work with a law firm on a campaign called Make a Will Week. Um, I'm really proud of the work that we did on this campaign because it brought awareness to a really difficult and sometimes misunderstood topic, which is making a will and talking with your family about writing a will, um, which, you know, that's challenging and it's hard, hard to consider how to talk about that. So the communication uh, around the social media for this campaign was um, really challenging and, and exciting at the same time, figuring out ways to connect with our audience about a challenging topic was, was, um, yeah, it, it was it was tricky, but it was amazing, and we got a great response. Uh, it was it was tremendous to see the results. We got a lot of really amazing PR hits as well. And um, if you want to explore more cool client stuff that Jelly's working on, I totally recommend visiting jellymarketing.com/slash/client-success. There are some great case studies out there, and some some great case studies to come. So cool. We'll put that uh, link in the show notes so people can check that out. Um, yeah, awesome. So what were some of the elements of that campaign? What, what, uh, social media platforms did you, did you use? And did you sort of have an avatar in mind? Like, did you have a certain person in mind for that? Or was it, uh, low, was it, uh, uh, you know, was it kind of a, a local campaign or what are some yeah. of the elements of that campaign? Yeah. So, so we were, um, primarily speaking with, um, 
women uh, in the in the age range of around 45 to, to 65, you know, women who are transitioning and supporting their parents who might be aging and, and needing to start those difficult conversations. Um, and so what we did was we worked with this law firm to create really engaging blog posts that were based um based on myths and facts. So what we tried to do is we came up with concepts that we thought these are questions that people might want to ask about making a will, but might not be brave enough to ask, might not know who to ask. And so we had the the team from this law firm answer um, myths and misconceptions about writing a will and, and getting your estate in order. And then we put it into a series of blog posts and that had Oh, that just got incredible results. People really engaged with that type of content. Right on. Well, good. Thanks for sharing that with us. That's that's uh, that's helpful. So, yeah, just to wrap things up, we have uh, the you know we have five questions that we ask all of our guests. And sounds uh, good. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> sort of maybe the most fun one we have, and and just because you work for Jelly Marketing, and because this is the Jelly Marketing podcast, your answer doesn't have to be jelly. Okay. uh, Okay. (laughs) Because we are the jelly marketing podcast, what do you like to spread on your toast? I like to spread anything on my toast except marmalade. (laughs) I will, I will probably eat it all, but do not pass me marmalade. Actually, with exception to marmalade, also Vegemite. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to try Vegemite, but my sister-in-law is from Australia and Vegemite is, is not going on my toast ever. I think we've done 20, you're maybe the 28th jelly marketing podcast episode that we did. I think we did have someone say Vegemite actually. So. Oh no, <laughs> no, that is tragic. What a way to ruin a perfectly good piece of toast. <laughs> I've never had, I maybe have had it. I can't remember, but, but you're oh. not a marmalade fan. I'm not a big marmalade fan either. I can, I can see that one. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you read any business books lately or do you have a favorite business book? Yeah, so I have two favorite books, um, but they may, they might not fall into the business category. However, they definitely fall into what I would say the social media profession category because social media is about creativity and curiosity and you need to be able to stay fresh in both those areas of your life in order to make your social fresh. Um, so if anybody is pursuing social, social media as a profession, I would totally recommend reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Guilford sorry, by Elizabeth Gilbert and um, Creativity Inc. by Edwin Catmull. So both of those books are really, really great for staying curious and staying creative and staying fresh. Are you an iPhone person or an Android person? I'm an iPhone person. (laughs) Do you have a favorite app? Yeah, I really, really like using um, Canva. I I use Canva on my phone and on my desktop all the time. And it's great for social. Um, it really too. helps. It's, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, can't. I mean, it's just, it, I mean, you can make a graphic in an instant and you can make it fit to any social platform perfectly. So I just really love using it. I know. I, I like to think that I'm a creative and a little bit artistic, <laughs> but I, I really do have problems coordinating colors and fonts and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I love about Canva is it, yeah. it does it for you, right? And it aligns it all properly. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's yeah. it's a great tool. I'm with you on that as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and do you have a favorite life or business hack that you'd like to share? Some shortcut or loophole that makes your life easier? You know, it's not a hack, but it is a tip. Um, and the tip is this. Batch your tasks. 
So, and then get as minute with this process as you possibly can. Because I think we live in a world where everybody talks about hustle, hustle, hustle harder um, and multitask like crazy. But um, we forget that, you know, the human brain isn't necessarily set up to multitask. It actually burns us out quicker than, um, than if we had batched our tasks. So yes, if you're in social media or any digital media marketing, learn how to batch your tasks so that you don't burn out. Give me an example of that. What do you mean by batch your tasks? So when I'm working on a social media calendar for a client, um, I go through and I create, I, I cultivate and curate all the links first. So links for each day of each day's post, I cultivate those first. Um, and then I will go back and curate all the graphics that is going to go with those links. And then I create the copy. So instead of multitasking and trying to do everything all at once, focus on one type of task at a time, and then I execute. Gotcha. Good. That's good. That's a good one. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And our last question is, do you have a cause that's near or dear to you? Yeah. Um, you know, this year our, our family has been impacted by cancer. It's been, um, it's been a pretty tough year and my husband and I have come to really value the work being done by local hospice societies so, um, yeah, it's near and very dear to our hearts. And we encourage everyone listening, if, if you have the opportunity to donate either items or your time, you know, get involved with your local hospice because you really will make a difference in the lives of people in your community. Well, good, Jody. Thanks so much for joining us. I can tell that you're, you are, a, you communicate well. You're a good communicator. <laughs> and, uh, I can see why you're in the in the job and the profession that you're in and really appreciate your the tips and the things that you shared with us today. Oh, thanks so much. It's absolutely my pleasure to be with you today. Well, thanks to Jody King from Jelly Digital Marketing and PR for joining us on the show today. Tune in next week when we talk to Penny Wilson, who's the CMO at Hootsuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Find easy ways to store your outdoor tools and accessories at Menards. Suncast provides high-quality and easy-to-assemble storage. Suncast storage sheds are the perfect solution for organizing and protecting your outdoor tools and equipment. Plus, their all-weather construction is low-maintenance. Explore all our outdoor storage options in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save